Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Summits Podcast. Appreciate you guys tuning in wherever you listen to your podcasts or on the Heroes Foundation YouTube channel. If you're joining us on YouTube, don't forget, hit that subscribe button and the notification bell so you can be alerted when the next new episode drops. Today, we have the privilege of bringing some Southern flavor to the episode uh, or to the podcast. Um, Mr. Brian Dancy, welcome to Indy, brother. Thank you, man. I'm glad to be here. I'm glad to be here. You're like my southern brother from a different mother. Uh, pretty close we'll, to that. We'll get into that. Okay. <laughs> Some of that stuff we can't share on this podcast, but that's okay. Right. Um, I'll tell you what, if you would, or as we talked about um, earlier when we were, before we started this thing, um, Brian is in town for the our fifth annual Swing for Heroes uh, Pro-Am Golf Tournament. So thanks again for coming up with the Greensboro crew. Right. Looking forward to it. Um, I don't want to see any of our hardware going back to North Carolina. Okay. I just want to state that, but <laughs> I understand whatever that. happens, happens. It does, it does. <laughs> uh, why don't you share with our viewers and listeners uh, a little bit about yourself, where you're from, and that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, grew up in North Carolina. I was born in Raleigh and uh, have a um, twin brother uh, who now lives in Pittsburgh. Um, I currently live in Greensboro. I've been there for about the past uh, 30 years or so. Um, I have a uh, business that I acquired back in 2019. Um, I'm in the uh, metal finishing business. Mm -hmm. We uh, anodize and plate parts for industrial customers. Um, have a wife, been married oh, 25 years. Uh, you should know the answer to that. You better yeah, know the answer sorry. Yeah. <laughs> You're coming fact, up pretty soon. You can get fact checked <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, so, uh, um, it's actually next week, so our, nice. uh, so we're ge we're getting uh, very close to that. I need is to it twenty five? Is next week? Yeah, yeah. Congrats. I need to do a little shopping here. We're twenty four. Yeah. Well, we were twenty four on Monday. Okay, awesome, awesome. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Time flies, man. It's been great. And, yeah. Uh, um, no kids. Um, uh, two lovely dogs, uh, Wilson and Sumner. They're um, Springer Spaniels, so uh, so they keep us occupied pretty well. But yeah. uh, and hobbies, I um, you know, enjoy golf. Um, that's you know how I kind of got connected to Vince. Um, and Heroes Foundation through a business family member, uh, Chris Patrick, basically, that lives in Greensboro. We, we've connected through golf there. I thought you were going to so. say lives at the country club. Uh, close to it. Yeah, 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 yeah right. He, he does. Yeah, he does. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, actually, funny story about that real quick, but he, um, Chris had told me, he, he kind of wanted me, he lived kind of on the outskirts of town, not, not far. Greensboro's not a huge city, but it was several miles away, probably a 15, 20-minute drive to the mm -hmm. golf course. And um, we were playing one day, and coming down one of the fairways and I pointed to a house that was I knew was probably going to come up for sale pretty soon. It was a friend of mine's family that was going to be um, moving or selling it. And uh, so kind of raised an eyebrow and uh, <laughs> sure enough, one thing led to another. And uh, so a few months later, Chris was a proud new owner of a golf course property. So, uh, <laughs> so um, his uh, drinking habits have gone up since then, and, and his, uh, but his gas mileage uh, got way down. Way down. Yeah, so right. Yeah. It, it all evens out. Right? It, does, yeah. it does. I remember him telling me about that. He was, you could see that little twinkle in his eye. So my guess is when you first <clears throat> tipped him off about that, he was like, yeah. oh, yeah. I got to figure out how to make this happen. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, I knew, you know, he and Amy's uh, fam family situation, the kids were, you know, out of the house or getting soon to be. And, and um, 
I'd been in that home, so that it was just a perfect layout. Is you know, everything's on one level, and um, you know, I thought it'd be ideal for them. So yeah. it, it turned out to for as old as they well. are. And well, yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> you didn't want to climb stairs. You know, Chris is getting kind of lazy. So, uh, so. so what was your commission on that? I you should, think? you know, I do have a real estate license. And I'm, yeah, um, I'm, you might want to square that up with. I them, should I have. Yeah. You know, I don't even get a referral fee off of yeah. it. So uh, I don't practice real estate at all. But I've had a license for probably 20 years now or something. So. Well, well, we'll tell him we need to have a little uh, consultation after this. I think so. There I think so. Yeah, he's he's probably paid back. I've been doing a few get-togethers at the house, and he hadn't charged me too much for the drinks over there. So it's, <laughs> That's true. Well, so. um, we'll talk about your business a little bit later, but uh, we might have to do a little industrious podcast episode for that one. Yeah, that'd be cool. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'd love to. Relationship love to. on the assessor side there. Yeah, yeah. Give us some reason to open up a North Carolina branch. There we go. There we go. <laughs> Let's do it. Um, so, Brian, we I mean, we talked about this multiple times over the past couple of years, but if you would, what what is your cancer story? Uh, yeah, it's still pretty new. I'll, I'll start there. Um, so uh, last July, so let's just say 13 months ago, roughly, um, I was um, having a few digestive issues. No big deal. I didn't think I'd been to a doctor previous to that to you know try some things where you um, you know try some diet changes that type of thing. And, and um, so this is all during COVID. So these weren't, you know, in, in-person visits, they were, um, um, televisits and, and, uh, so no face-to-face checkouts, but, um, doctor thought there may be an issue with my gallbladder. So I'll go in for an ultrasound, um, find out, you know, whatever, a few days later that there was, they saw some suspect areas on my, um, on my liver. Didn't really know much about it. I was actually going to see my brother in Pittsburgh when I got that call. And uh, my brother's a family practice doctor, so um, I told him what was going on, and he kind of raised an eyebrow, didn't say much about it. Scheduled an MRI soon thereafter. Um, within an hour of getting out of the MRI, I was I was at the office, back at the office, and um, I get a call from my doctor and saying, uh, uh, "Excuse me, uh, this this isn't good." And um, I go, what do you mean? Hmm. And like you got cancer and. Um, you know, and I was like, well, liver cancer, and um, you know, I drink. Don't get me wrong, but it wasn't like, you know, they're like, well, cancer usually doesn't start in your liver. It's, it's metastasized from somewhere. We, in, in a male your age, we probably think it's colorectal cancer. So sure enough, um, get a colonoscopy a few weeks later, and they find the smoking gun. Um, you know, I, uh, go through the normal routine of getting lined up with oncology groups or oncology team there in Greensboro. I started with and. Um, Started, uh, um, you know, chemotherapy soon thereafter. Um, I'll back up one second, but it was just, uh, you know, with with the cancer diagnosis. I mean, uh, you guys, Vince, you've been through it, and um, uh, you know, I, I just remember getting that call that first day, and it just, um, it, I guess, exhausting is the best way to put it. I mean, mm-hmm. just, I mean, just shell shocked and just dumbfounded, and. Right. and um, I just bought this company about a year yeah, earlier, yeah. you know, and, and um, I'm like, you know, all this stuff's going through your head. Oh, shit, what am I going to do? And um, so uh, um, that's how everything started. Um, soon thereafter, uh, I got connected, um, ironically, through um, some some other golfing buddies and, and um, got connected with, with a couple guys that had been diagnosed with, with similar disease. I'd yet to, to really experience um, 
direct consultation with with the oncology team I was I was going to see. And these guys had kind of laid out some groundwork, what they'd been through, what to expect. Um, you know, they actually told me that the um, you know that that initial shock is as bad as it's going to get. Things are going to get you know easier and brighter as, as things move so on. Plan yeah. gets put in place and yeah, things start yeah. moving on, yeah. which made a lot of sense to yeah. me. Yeah. Um, some of these guys were um, just just instrumental in, in um, you know in, in making me feel better or, or calming me down and and, um, and actually even helping my um, my treatment plan as well. So uh, there were two guys I never met, um, but just got connected through some networking and and um, one guy uh, Scott McCaleb, he lives in um, D.C. and then another guy named Scott turned me on actually to. Um, Charlie Sweeney, who lives in New York, both these guys got treated at Sloan Kettering for a similar issue and, and um, had great results there. So I, um, when I got connected with a surgeon in Sloan Kettering, immediately, I mean, it was a Saturday, and um, I, I had, um, he had emailed the surgeon, probably within two hours, the surgeon's calling me and uh, you know, giving me some, some glimmer of hope. I, I, I kind of had my head in the sand a little bit. I wasn't Googling stage four colorectal cancer mm-hmm. um i think my wife had you know been looking behind the scenes a little bit no you know the uh finally i think my my first consultation with with oncologist kind of brought it to light where you know they told me i had about two years to live and um you know, hearing that um i was by myself because of covid my wife couldn't go into these consultations at the time um so uh um you know that was a little little disheartening to hear that, but uh, I was kind of um, again just didn't quite believe it. Um, think definitely didn't understand it. Didn't want to believe it. It's probably a better way to put it. And uh, um, but I didn't uh, I didn't worry that much about it. I don't I don't know why. For I mean it was just um, I, I think naive or um, again just maybe just didn't want to face it. So. Yeah. Uh, so I kind of, you know, went in with a kind of a happy attitude. I try and be that way anyway. And, and um, um, one thing after another kind of led to more positive uh, results. Um, I was fortunately, after some gene testing, my um, my type of cancer cells were um, uh, adequate for a uh, separate type of treatment. It wasn't part of the chemo regimen, but it was a, kind of an antibody treatment. It had some bad side effects. but. Uh, that doubled my life expectancy from two years to four years. Um, so, um, so, uh, somewhat miraculously, I would say, uh, um, started chemo in, I think it was August the 10th of 2020. Um, went through 10 pretty aggressive, uh, um, um, treatments. You were doing the chemo in Greensboro, Greensboro, correct? Yeah. Yeah. I had connected with, um, through Sloan Kettering, I can. They had a surgeon that actually um, had left Sloan Kettering. Duke had recruited them. Um, Duke is in Durham, North Carolina, yeah. um, about an hour from my house. And um, so, after talking with the surgeon at Sloan Kettering, logistics during COVID were going to be an issue for me to go back and forth. Yeah, and yeah. get treated there. Yeah. Um, they thought you know liver surgery was was um, probably inevitable. Um, so, uh, fortunately, he. This um, surgeon, Dr. Patey, and, and uh, um, at Sloan Kettering, one of his peers, uh, Dr. Peter Allen, had, had uh, tr- 
gone to Duke and to kind of pioneer some of the avant-garde things that uh, Sun Kettering had, had been using for, for liver treatment and colorectal cancer. So I got in touch with Dr. Allen um, and uh, started a, a relationship with, with Duke. So um, so I, I maintained my chemo. They, it was great. I mean, the, um, the oncology group at, in Greensboro, or Cone Hospital, and the oncology team at, and surgeons at Duke collaborated beautifully. Um, they agreed to my chemo and, and um, other therapy, you know, schedule and, and recommendations. Um, we had, uh, um, so I went through the treatments in Greensboro, was going back to Duke every now and then for scans and, and um, visits again for planning what the next steps would be. So the major step would have been, or the steps in place were, were chemotherapy, um, 25 treatments of radiation, uh, and then surgery. Um, so I, um, and the surgery would have included, um, it was a, there's a, a rectal resection, which uh, I had a, um, they cut the, the tumor out of my colorectal area, reconnect that, but during that process, while the healing's taking place, I had a um, ileostomy or ostomy bag. Mm-hmm. Um, the, um, they were also gonna insert or try and cut out I had lesions, seven lesions at least in my liver area on both lobes. Could have been somewhat inoperable in some ways. They, they couldn't cut all that out and they would have killed me. So um, they were going to insert a, um, it's called a hepatic pump, which would inject a chemo directly into my liver. And they can, the chemo can be a lot stronger that way. You're, intravenously, you can't take it that strong. So uh, this would have um, hopefully, you know, reduce the, um, the tumor sizes in my liver and maybe make it operable where they could remove one lobe and, and um, you know, let the other one, you know, um, react to the chemo and then, and then remove that while the other one, because your liver will regenerate, which mm-hmm. is good. So, uh, so back to the miraculous part, um, about two weeks prior to surgery, I go in for a uh, one last scan. They do kind of concentrated MRIs at that point on, on your surgical areas. And um, so one would have been in my colorectal area, the other would have been in my in my liver. Um, I've been progressing better and my, my um, tumor size has been shrinking. Um, that last scan showed, you know, no evidence of disease is the term I've learned to say now rather than remission. But uh, um, so the uh, um, surgeon calls me up and says, you know, there was going to be a dual surgery. So I had a liver surgeon and a colorectal surgeon. And uh, um, her, so the liver surgeon called me and said, Brian, I don't think we need to operate on your liver this, you know, right now. We can see what happens. If it comes back, we still have the opportunity to go in. So, um, so my surgery went from, you know, a dual thing to a single thing. I did have the colorectal resection done. Ostomy bag, um, had that in, that was April 15th, I think it was in 2000, this year, 2021. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then August 5th, I had my, uh, uh, reversal, or they call it a takedown surgery. So um, my plumbing's hooked back up. I've um, got rid of the bag. Um, you know, a few battle wounds on my gut these days, but uh, um, but knock on wood. Um, Take um, those over the alternative, oh, right? I, 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 yeah, and it's been great. I mean, I'll say that. I mean, just the um, the science out there, the care of the uh, the, the physicians. Um, to hear them surprised at my, um, you know. Uh, um, Surprise is not the best word, but but um, um, pleasure at seeing my progression um, or, or beat the odds of where I'm at right now. It's mm-hmm. um, it's been great, and, and they're happy for. I mean, they're it, you know everybody's good about that, and, and it's uh, so 
um, and I'm just you know ecstatic about it as well. So yeah. uh, um, as you guys know, there's there's worry. I'll, I'll get another scan in um, in October, um, so in about another three weeks, and, and um, hopefully everything will stay at bay. And, and our you know that they gave me um, so now the cool thing is is uh, first diagnosis you got two years to live. Except if I didn't do anything at that time, I'd probably die within within a year. So, um, so with treatment, I would have two years, and that was, that was kind of a tough decision. And I'm like, do I want to get in a year? That's been been hell. I mean, with chemo and this was some radical yeah. stuff. I mean, I lost my hair, um, my face was I could. Somebody yeah, else. Vince had his back. <laughs> <laughs> you know? So, uh, I mean, it was a choice. I mean, do you want to live? Because I really wasn't sick. I mean, I was working out still. I was. I mean, I, you know, it wasn't. Cancer, that's a sneaky thing because it, 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 you know, just, um, there was no way it happened. I didn't, didn't, didn't even feel it, you know. Yeah. And uh, so, um, but it was kind of a tough decision to, you know, do I, do I live one year badly of, of, or being treated? Not just didn't say badly, but, but, you know, um, probably having some side effects from, from the treatment. And, uh, so I, I chose to go at it hard and, um, they, they looked at me. They, you know, did some pre-assessment work. Said you're in pretty good shape. Let's, we can we can throw the book at you, man. It's not going to be fun, but it's your best chance of survival. So we did, and um, and it seems to have worked out well so far. So um, been good. There's three pieces of that story that that stand out to me. Number one, let's start with Duke. And this probably goes for both of us, being an Indiana guy and a Purdue guy, not huge Duke fans. Um, do you root <laughs> for the Blue Devils now? A lot more than I used to. Yeah. yeah, I used to be kind of a Carolina guy, and, and uh, um, but uh, yeah, it's uh, it's brought a new light to that to that group yeah. of people. So well, yeah. sure. So based on this story, we'll let it slide. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, well, really, the two things that stand out. Number one is you had a unique situation in that having bought a business a year prior yeah. to this this experience, like I, I can't even imagine. You know, cancer by itself, you have many sleepless nights. Yep. As a business owner, you tend to have some sleepless nights. To have both going on within a year of each other, that's rough. And, um, I mean, COVID and the pandemic and everything well, on yeah. top of that. Yeah. I mean, it's just yeah. like yeah. hit from all sides. Which really. then brings into this the last piece, which we've talked about numerous times. Um, that network of friends and family around you absolutely massive because i i know you had people stepping in and say hey how can i help on the business side right people stepping in saying of course you know how can i help um you know on the personal side whatever that may be whether it's taking the dogs for the walk um taking you to a treatment bringing dinner you know whatever um making the connection to the surgeon yeah huge stuff yeah yeah i mean to speak a little bit about that too i mean it's um Probably the best, you know, uh, way to put it is that you know I've been had some of the the best medical care the country can provide at Duke mm-hmm. and, and in Greensboro. I'll say that the team has been excellent. Um, you know, so I had chemotherapy, I've had surgeries, I've had radiation. These are all experts in their fields that have that have helped me through this. Um, but I will say, um, probably the best medicine I've received is the care from people. Um, more so than. Uh, I ever imagined and it's mm-hmm. been it's been beautiful um you know there's just a lot a lot of crazy stuff going on in the world um just you know our, our media is just full of um negativity in my opinion i mean just you know we see whatever just uh um 
hate to use a word, excuse me, I hate to use the word hate, but uh, I'll <laughs> say that. But I mean, just religion, hatred, or um, unacceptance, let's say that, um, racial unacceptance, political unacceptance. Um, but there is just, there is a ton of good in, in people, and there's really, so, you know, there's some silver linings in this, and that is one of them that's made me recognize that in folks. And then, um, you know, uh, business-wise, there's been a couple mentors that, uh, Larry Diana, for example, he's a member of our golf club. Um, just, uh, I mean, just salt of the earth and just stepped up and he helped me you know, do some succession planning. That stuff after a year of buying a business. And I'm only, I just turned, you know, I was 49 when I got diagnosed. So, uh, yeah. um, so uh, you know, I'm thinking at least another 10, 15, 20 years, whatever I wanted, you know, and uh, kind of changed pretty quickly. So uh, um, that, the peer group of uh, friends and family, um, my wife, um, I mean, you take uh, Starm out of the club and it's, um, you know, privileged to be there. I'll just say that, um, you know, we, we are in our uh, financial and, and demographic area. We are at advantage um, of having resources and networks that can yield care from best care from physicians, probably the best care from friends and family. Um, you know, so uh, very thankful for that. Um, you know, my group of uh, friends um, stepped up and, and um, just you know, out of the blue, I mean, raised some some money for me. And, and you know, it really wasn't about the money. It was just, uh, you know, um, it's about the care and the support. Um, and uh, I've got a team dancey bracelet on and some hats that these guys just surprised me with. Um, you know, my, my mom, my dad, my wife, um, you know, my twin brother, who's a, who's a physician, um, just been over the top as far as support goes. Um, you know, probably about two two months into treatment, um, I was starting to fatigue pretty well last year. And, and um, I played around round of golf on a Saturday. My birthday was, was right, right around that time. And um, I was playing with some guys at Star Mountain. And, and uh, Chris, who's here with me on this trip, um, said, Brian, you need to get home. And I was like, what's going on or whatever? And he said, your wife called, you need to go home. So I went home and next thing I know, there's a parade of cars out of a circular driveway. A parade of cars coming down a road and, uh, you know, decorated balloons and, and um, just, it was crazy. I mean, my wife's out there, uh, she had, <laughs> I don't know how she'd done this, but she had made like 400 cupcakes and uh, jello shots and, and uh, had <laughs> secco and beer out in the driveway. And, I'm glad the cop wasn't down the street. You seem like a big <laughs> Jello shot kind of guy. Uh, yes, yeah. um, but uh, yeah, it was a kind of a, a circular drunken drive going on. <laughs> but, uh, it was a great time, and it meant the world to me. And, and um, you know that 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 continues. I mean, it's just uh, um, again, it's the best medicine someone can receive. The mm -hmm. care, um, you know, uh, for me it was at least. And, and um, you know, it's this that's the. Uh, the mental and emotional peace and, 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 you know, and I, I want to succeed for, for everybody. I mean, if um, I'm at peace with whatever happens, um, and I think that comes from the care as well and, and, and the good I see in people. Um, and uh, it's made me believe that maybe I'm, you know, we look at the mirror sometimes, I'm like, I'm not a perfect person or whatever, but, uh, um, you know, I've been very, um, I'm even surprised just at, at, at uh, how much um, you know that people care about me and and, and or people in need, and so that there is a lot of good out there. And then um, 
one of the one of the two guys I mentioned earlier, um, or both of them actually, uh, Scott McCaleb and Charlie Sweeney. They're both um, similar cancer stories. Charlie's in a palliative situation at the moment right now. I talked to him a, a couple weeks ago, so uh, um, I'm wishing him all the best and praying for him. But um, you know, he had, um, um, you know, we talked about um, you know the, the the mental aspects of it, and and um, and Scott McHale is all about the mental aspect aspects of it, and, and uh, the, the, both of them, and these guys don't really even know each other, but both of them mentioned. Um, you will see some silver linings and recognize some things that um, you know appreciate things in a different light now that you you, you couldn't comprehend before. Yeah. And um, and and they're spot on. Yeah. And so um, and so again, I'm I'm thankful and blessed in that in that fashion. So. Yeah, I I think to that point, um, folks, don't ever uh, underestimate small acts of kindness or small gestures to folks going through a situation like this because it's it's even the smallest of things that can make a huge a huge difference uh kudos to your whole support network your wife your parents your brother uh and then and then all the friends yep. around you i mean it, it it makes a world of difference i like i like to add my team at work too um just great folks and um, really stepped up and and supported me and i mean there was i'm kind of pig, pig-headed and, and um i would you know been at work unless I was in a chemo chair and you know surgery or something and um, I go you know, drive from Greensboro to Durham which again is about an hour every day for radiation this was you know Monday through Friday and these guys are just uh, you know I'd get back in and they're you know, you know I remember walking walking in I think from the first surgery um, it was radical I and mean, I was back in the office on you know whatever three days later or something and um, they're looking at me. They didn't expect you to see me. And I walk in. I go, I ain't dead yet, motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> and they start cracking. So it was cool. But uh, I gotta use that as a hashtag. It's a long one, but I, I like yet, it, motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> that's the kind of relationship I have with these guys, and they're, they're all great. Well, so, that's uh, good. I mean, it, let's yeah. face it. Like our our office mates. Uh, it sounds kind of weird. I mean, it's part of our family too. Yeah. I mean, how much how much time do you spend? Well, COVID aside, but how much time do you spend at the office around each other? It's a lot. It's a really huge is. part of your life. Yeah, yeah. Um, I get that for sure. What would you, we talk about attitude all the time. Mm-hmm. What you've suggested, your attitude, despite the situation you were in, um, has been pretty damn positive. If you were going to talk to um, someone who was just diagnosed, you know, today or yesterday, what pieces of advice would you give them? I think the first thing, um, and I've kind of st- I've thought about this a lot, and, and, and I'm, 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 I think it's still a, a learning um, platform for me, and, and, and I think it was probably somewhat in, individualized as well. As, as, but, but for example, I, um, I made part of a you know Facebook group or whatever, and it's, it's a men's cancer group, and I see a lot of. Um, shouldn't say negativity but it uh, you know I, I think you guys are recognized too but everybody's cancer story is different okay mm-hmm. um we could be on the same we could have the exact same diagnosis be on the same chemo regimen the same radiation regimen the same surgical resin have to have t- two totally different results um so first thing i would tell someone is like look you know um here's my story i mean okay they gave me you know a year to live without doing anything two years if i threw the book at it um you know, that that changed over 
course of even a couple months um, to where I've, you know, I don't know, I've got, I went from, you know, die to I've got, now I've got a 20 to 30% chance of, of actually being cured. Okay. So uh, I'll, I'll take that from where oh, I started. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. It, ain't, yeah. it ain't great, but it's, you know, lot, take hell a lot better. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so you're saying there's a chance. There is a chance. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take that. So, uh, um, you know, uh, but for, if I was, yeah, I would tell someone, I was like, look, don't, I'm going to say, don't educate yourself on what, what you have, but leave a lot of the noise away. Um, I think that can be unhealthy. Um, again, I kind of probably intentionally chose to put my head in the sand. Um, I did network with some folks that had been through it or going through it. Um, I actually have another close friend of mine. I forgot to mention that, Ray, Ray Wilson, um, a peer of mine, uh, went to the same high school, graduated the same year. Three months before I did, he got diagnosed with the same thing. And, uh, you know, he and I were able to talk a lot. And, and I mean, he kind of mentored me a little bit, too. Just, I mean, he showed me things. He had a colostomy bag, and he showed me how to – he brought me over. He's like, look, I'm going to show you how to use this. This might not, you know, be really enjoyable for you, but, look, you're going to want to – this is not the – it's not second nature to how to, yeah. you know, yeah. what to experience with this thing. So, um, you know, and, and Ray was – Ray's a little more um, – technical and more engineering as far as uh, his his regimen he knows you know how to spell all these drugs that we're on and you know and <laughs> whatever and I, I i don't even you know i can't even tell you what i was on i, I probably could but um but i would you know that's the first thing i would say is uh yeah just your, your experience is gonna be different than anybody else's um your reaction to, to drugs are gonna be different than anyone else's uh attitude um you know is is internal and and but it but it's also it can be driven from your your experiences externally so uh you know ask for help if you need it um you know some people prefer to not share their cancer diagnosis with i'm i was kind of the opposite i was calling everybody i knew and say look man here's what i'm going through i knew i was going to have some physical changes um these are people that you know even previous business relationships that you know i'd you know, it was close enough to call, but we weren't like best friends or anything, you know, and, and uh, um, that were, you know, just um, for some reason I felt that need. And, and I think it actually helped me because I'm, you know, I get texts and phone calls and emails from these folks, you know, constantly and, and um, or, or consistently and, and um, that are, hey, Brian, how you doing? You know, things are going, and, you know, and people say, so that can get a little bit old, you, you know, everybody asks you how you're doing, blah, blah, blah. But for me, it doesn't. It, it, they care. It makes me feel great. I think that just kind of builds on itself. Um, another thing from a, from a uh, planning standpoint on your treatment, I would recommend that um, if you don't like what you hear, get a second opinion. Um, yeah, 100%. And, yeah, and you know, fortunately in, in our area in Greensboro, we have a Wake Forest, Chapel Hill, Carolina, and Duke within an, mm-hmm. all within an hour drive of us. Um, so um, an example there would be is, is the uh, surgical team in Greensboro, great folks. We're not tec- technically capable of reconnecting my, um, um, when they did the resection surgery, I would have a permanent um, ostomy situation. So. Uh, uh, you know, again, 49 years old. I'm like, okay. Um, so I thought that was the answer. I mean, I'm like, okay, well, I'm gonna have to, you know, have a ostomy bag for the rest of my life. Connecting with uh, Chapel Hill and Duke, um, within an hour of those visits, seeing the colorectal surgeons, they thought there was enough left in there for, to reconnect where where that wouldn't be the case. 
So I would recommend, I mean, there's, you know, there, there's, um, you know, seek help and, 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 and network and, and, and talk to doctors and, and, uh, you know, just, just double check. Cause yeah. and, 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 and not to say this, this group in Greensboro was, you know, ignorant or whatever. They just simply didn't have the technical right. expertise. That well, somebody, and if you get that second opinion and you get, and you hear the exact same thing, then you then know, provide some reassurance and okay, yeah, we're, we're good. Good point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, again, um, I just like to recap too that we are in, you know, fortunate to have a network, resources, health insurance um, that that um, you know people in our, our our demographic can fairly easily access or mm-hmm. have access to. Um, the less fortunate are people that aren't you know it's fortunate maybe financially or don't have health insurance or um, or aren't as um, uh, don't have a, a network of friends or right. um, you know, even doctors or whatever you want to call it. Uh, um, they are at a severe disadvantage. So um, you know, if um, you know it, it, if we could, you know, and I think that's probably a lot of what Hero Foundation helps with is just, I mean, education and and um, and um, there are other other options. If if I mean, I can just picture my situation. If if I wasn't educated and I took that first surgical advice and, and said you have a permanent ostomy situation um i'd have a permanent ostomy situation right and, um, so I could, I could i could see someone easily slipping in or falling into that that um that situation where there might be a you know a better alternative if they had a little more a little more help and, and, and education to, to to help them find those answers so, <laughs> so yeah no i agree um shifting gears a little bit Daniel asked me if we were going to pad your handicap with a few more strokes. <laughs> I get mercy tomorrow. strokes. Yeah, I do get mercy strokes. Oh, mercy strokes. That's okay. what we're calling it. Okay. Yeah. yeah so, uh, Interesting. <laughs> you like that one? I know a team to bet on now. Okay. Um, so how, how much is that going to cost me? Yeah, I think I owe you guys something, to be honest with you. You know, so. Uh, no, uh, you don't owe us nah, nothing. Um, the fact know, that you're here is payback yeah, enough. Okay. Well, I appreciate it. And I, I went a little bit of an off-color thought I've had in my mind was um, – and, and editing um, for uh, family might be a wise point here, but anyway, um, so two years ago we come down for um, the Heroes Foundation. You know, cancer last thing on my mind. Partying and golf was the first yeah. thing on my mind. Okay, so uh, so we come up and we have. A, I think I know where this is going. Okay, well, <laughs> well these, <laughs> so these these knuckleheads had driven up. I I had, um, had some work to do, so I flew up more that morning for the day of the tournament. Mm-hmm. We play golf. We start drinking and uh, um, water, water, yeah. lots of water, lots of water. I think I, I think you did. You you brought out these sixteen ounce whatever uh, you know uh, water, craft water. beers or craft waters, <laughs> artisanal, artisanal water. So, uh, um, so one thing led to another. We you know I think we left the golf course probably shut it down maybe at seven at night. Um, Chris uh, Vince's um, brother in law had rented an Airbnb. Much shorter than I am. A little bit way. shorter. Much yeah. shorter. Hard to believe, but yeah, a couple <laughs> inches at least. So, um, rented Airbnb. I think there were, I can't remember, whatever, six of us staying in a two bedroom or something. Chris, uh, we <laughs> cheaped out on us. Budget or Airbnb. But, but, but uh, make a long story short, we went out for a night of party. In and a very day. interesting part of town. It was a very interesting part of town. And uh, <clears throat> so we went out for a night of partying and, and, um, and, you know, I was sitting there thinking on the way up here last night. I was like, you know, I spent more money partying that night 
than I did supporting the heroes foundation or the golf <laughs> tournament or whatever, you know. And, and uh, the funny thing was, I was looking back and I was like, I should have doubled down on the party and even two years ago and spent more money. I'm sure the heroes might die. I mean, I was going to die. I might as well go out with a smile. Right. Right. So uh, anyway, but uh, there was, you know, I did feel, I mean, so my, my perspective on what you guys do has definitely changed over, over the past couple of years. And just, uh, you know, I'm a part of it now. So uh, it's appreciated. I'll say that. So, yeah. Well, thank you. We, we appreciate you. Appreciate your support. Appreciate mm-hmm. you coming in and, and sharing your story with us. Yeah, thank you for having me and um, love to help out anybody out there have questions. Uh, Love to connect sometime and and um you know i've had a lot of support again and and, and um be glad to help somebody if they if they feel they can benefit from it mm-hmm. so, that's right so. it's all about paying it forward at this point it in really time is. yeah yeah so we appreciate you yeah. and thank you guys so. all right well good luck tomorrow no Same mercy strokes yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah we'll be watching the scorecards come in <laughs> there, there is a prize for second place it's not as nice but there's a prize <laughs> for second I'll place. That. I'll, be, I'll, be, I'll be gunning for that one <laughs> okay. so, yeah, all right All right, Brian, thanks for coming in. Thanks for everybody tuning in, listening to wherever you get your podcasts or watching us on the Heroes Foundation YouTube channel. Um, Again, if you haven't subscribed, please do so. Click on that notification bell so you can see when the next episode drops. And thanks again for listening.